Lord give you his peace. Amen. Good morning and welcome. I was really laughing at the gospel that we have here today from, from Mark, where things are just getting really out of control and crazy. You know, Jesus has been preaching and healing, and all of a sudden it's just the word got out and there's just crowds everywhere. And there's a number of passages, and this is one of them, where you get the impression that things were got a little bit out of control, you know, like when they uh, pulled the roof off the place and lowered the guy down to be healed, you know, and they couldn't get in. And then, um, so in here in this one for today, uh, I love this detail. It just really made me laugh. Uh, Jesus tells his disciples, have a boat ready because we're going to need to get out of here. You know, he's being crushed by all these crazy sick people who are trying to get healed. And um, so it's just kind of a funny thing. And um, so one of the things that, that I love when you read a story like that, and you uh, then you say, well, this helps me make sense of my life, you know, and uh, things can get a little funny and crazy, right? You imagine the, the uh, turkey give out at Thanksgiving or, you know, just so these moments of chaos where uh, things, uh, you know, you just whatever. And then so I was praying, well, for how do we, so if Jesus had this plan, like have a boat ready, you know, to, so we can get out of here. Um, what does that look like in our lives, you know, as religious? And uh, we need that, right? We need to have a boat ready <laughs> so we can get out of here. And uh, so anyways, it got me just thinking about, you know, the, all the elements that make up our way of life. And uh, I think it's important that we, it's really clear for us, like what are the elements that make up our way of life and our charism? And then also what each element is about. Um, so for example, um, when we do ministry, you know, whether it be, I know you all have a food pantry here, right? You give out food to people. So there's a lot of ministry working with the poor soup kitchens and food and everything. And uh, that is filling a certain need, you know, people need, you know, but we should also be uh, mindful that there's a spiritual connection to what's happening there. It's not just a matter of giving out food, which anybody could do. Um, that's why we're not social workers, you know, as religious, but uh, there's also, the bread of life, who is Jesus, that, that the soul is hungry for, you know? And um, and then also uh, our fraternal life, our life with one another, you know? We need to to acknowledge that and know its importance and also to be explicit about our life together, you know? Um, whether it be fraternal days or just, you know, fraternal evening or, you know, that it's important that, uh, that we put effort into that, that our relationships with one another. I mean, it would be really embarrassing if we're out there preaching the gospel and telling people about Jesus and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, you're not talking to the person who's sitting next to you in the chapel, you know, and that could happen. <laughs> Maybe not in the convent, certainly in the friary. Um, but, you know, so there's, there has to be a, we have to be living it before we, you know, talking the talk, we got to walk the walk. And uh, the fraternal life is one of those things that maybe it doesn't necessarily have won't necessarily always happen on its own. So you have to, you need animators, you know, you know, people who can make it happen, you know, and that, and that goes for family life as well. And, um, and then also, uh, particularly for us, I was thinking the boat that we need to have like waiting so we can like escape the chaos is our prayer life, really. Um, so we have, you know, our, our prayer life. Like this morning we're in mass right now and then we have holy hour and, um, and then that day of prayer every week and then the hermitage every month that those, uh, that we would be really explicit about those, the time of prayer. And I don't know about you all, but I find that sometimes it's easy for, let's say the, the day of prayer during the week 
or the uh, Hermitage time every month could easily become kind of like sleeping. <laughs> you know, you're just, you know, needing to kind of de-stress and unplug and everything. And um, But uh, it really needs to be a time of prayer. I remember hearing um, people giving witness about John Paul II when he was a young priest. And he was going on these hiking trips with all these young people. And I guess, you know, you're out there in the mountains of Poland and you're hiking and, you know, and it's strenuous and you're feeling tired. And they say he would sneak off like on a, a kayak to pray. And then he'd come back an hour later, like energized, you know, that like he was like noticeably, like what some people look like after they've had a good nap. <laughs> uh, he would look like that after prayer. And it kind of just, it got me thinking, you know, um, to just be more kind of aware and explicit about uh, what our, our times of prayer, what that is for our life and our charism, you know, like it's, and uh, to have, to know that uh, there are those, those times that we do need, you know, to have that boat that's there, you know, to help us to, to kind of get away and to, to, to um, yeah. So I guess the reason why I'm saying this is because I think that there's a danger for us as religious um, and I, that we are the people who minister to others you know, like by definition, we wear the habit and we take our vows and it's our identity, who we are. And many times people will look to us, whether it be a priest or a religious, for, for to be ministered to. And uh, it's easy when you're, when that's your life, it's easy to then forget about your own need to be ministered to, whether that, you know, or just your own need to, to be, you know, be in touch with the Lord. And like, like, for example, it'd be easy for a priest to like, you're always giving homilies to other people but what about what God is saying to me? You know, so I tell that to our seminarians, don't lose sight of that as you're doing ministry. So for us, you know, um, obviously we have confession, which is wonderful, and we have spiritual direction, and we can check in and get some guidance and talk about what's going on, but we, we need to be in touch with the Lord on what he's doing in our own lives as well, right? You know, it's the first reading to Hebrews about Jesus, is the nature of Jesus' priesthood. He intercedes for us. Isn't that interesting? You usually think about Mother Mary, pray for me. Guardian angel, pray for me. Saints, pray for me. But Jesus is interceding. He's praying for us. Like, Jesus, pray for me. <laughs> you know, eternal son of God. That's the one you want praying for you, okay? But uh, so anyways, I, I feel bad for like bishops and priests and, and religious who maybe slip into the mode of ministering to others and then lose sight of how God ministers to them, you know, and how we need his help and his grace. Our, our experience of him is our savior and is, is our, our lover and as our, the meaning and purpose of our lives and the, the reason why we're doing what we do and you know, like the way of life we're living and the, what our vows mean and that relationship that's there. Um, it's, I find that it is easy to lose sight of that sometimes in the busyness of things. So let's pray for the grace to, to be explicit about the different areas of our way of life our ministry certainly, but our life together, our fraternity, our, our but especially our prayer, and um, but then also to to be aware of what are those, what is the boat that I need to have that's there that I need to get into sometimes to get away or whatever, and not to feel guilty about that, to uh, to go away. And you know what's important about that boat, don't you? Uh, is that Jesus is in that boat. So when we get in that boat, we're we're going with Jesus there. Now he may be asleep on the cushion. We may have to wake him up, you know, but uh, it's a beautiful symbol, isn't it, huh? You know, imagine that shore of the Sea of Galilee, there's this mob of people there, and, you know, you're getting on the boat, and, the, you know, whether it's you're putting up a sail, or the wind is pulling you away, or if you've got to have an oar to kind of paddle or whatever, 
but um, to, to, to not lose sight of that, the ways that we need the Lord, that we need to be ministered to, and we need to, to uh, really be uh, deeply in communion with him through our prayer.